So far, in our class of the tafsir of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the explanation of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through the seer of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we've covered the hijrah of the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the hijrah of the Sahaba from Mecca to Medina. And we looked at the environment they arrived in in Medina. And thereafter that, we covered the hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa sahibuhu Abu Bakr and his companion Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. And we paused on that for quite a while. We looked at the strategies, the planning, organization, and execution of the plan of the Prophet ﷺ in making the hijrah from Mecca to Medina. And we also looked at the incidences that happened on the way to hijrah to Medina. And one of those incidences, or one of the camps that the Prophet ﷺ passed by was the camp of Ummu Ma'bad. We also looked at the reception which the Ansar gave the Prophet ﷺ upon arriving in Medina and also the first thing that the Prophet ﷺ did upon reaching Medina which is to do what? Build the masjid. So, so far in the seerah of the Prophet ﷺ, based on the tafsir of the ayat we're doing, we've reached the hijrah of the Prophet ﷺ. Now, this means we've moved into a new phase when it comes to the explanation of the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because as we mentioned in Khutbah Jumu'ah, in the Quran, the suwar, the chapters of two types, Makkiyah and Madaniyah, Makkan Surah and Madani Surah. And as we've defined from the previous classes, suwar al-Makkiyah, who could tell what a surah Makkiyah, a Makkan Surah is, and who could tell what a Madani Surah is? Ya Luqman. Jazakallah khairan. Any surah, any chapter that's revealed before the hijrah of the Prophet is Makkiyah. Even if it was revealed outside Makkah. And any surah that was revealed after the hijrah is Madaniyah. Even if it was revealed outside Medina or in Makkah. Who could give me an example of a surah that's revealed outside Medina, in fact in Makkah? Or ayah. That's an example. Another one that revealed This was revealed during the Sulh al Hudaybiyah. So this was revealed in Mecca, but it's what? It's a Medina surah because it was revealed after the Hijrah of Prophet. So therefore, what we're going to be looking at from now on is Surah Al Madaniyah. The Medina Surah. And as we're going through them, you're going to see certain characteristics of this Surah, of these chapters, which are Medina, that when you read the Quran, you could tell immediately this is a Medina Surah or a Meccan Surah. So the first Surah we're going to be looking at, inshallah ta'ala, today is the first Surah to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam after the Hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the Surah we're going to look at, first and foremost, as we always do, if there's any excellence of that surah, the fadl, excellence of that surah, mention the excellence. Secondly, we look at the mawdu'ah, the topic or subject matter of that surah. Because the Quran, those ayats have mawdu'ah. So if you have 50 ayat, for example, ayat number 1 to 5 could be one particular topic. 6 to 11, another topic. So we're going to look at the mawdu'ah of the surah. And lastly, we look at the durus, the lessons we could take from that surah, from that chapter. The first surah to be revealed to the Prophet 
in Medina was Suratul Baqarah. So, awwal suwar, by ijma' of the ulama, by consensus of the ulama, the first surah to be revealed to the Prophet in Medina was Suratul Baqarah. The only ikhtilaf is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, وَاتَّقُوا يَوْمًا تُرْجَعُونَ فِيهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ and fear the day you'll be returned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is Surah Baqarah. Some say this is the last thing to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam before his death. But as for Baqarah, there's ijma' consensus. This is the first asura al-madaniyyah. The first Medina surah to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was Surah al-Baqarah. As for the excellence of this surah, Surah al-Baqarah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in a hadith, in the Musnad, Imam Ahmad, Al-Tirmidhi, and Muslim, the hadith of Nawas ibn Sam'an. He said the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said about Surah Al-Baqarah, Yu'ta bi al-Qur'an wa ahlihi al-lazina kana ya'maluna bihi fi dunya That yawm al-qiyamah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring forth the Qur'an wa ahlihi together and the people of the Qur'an on yawm al-qiyamah, those who acted according to the Qur'an. تَقْدُمُهُمْ سُورَةُ الْبَقَرَةِ وَسُورَةَ الْعِمْرَانِ And these people, the people of the Qur'an, they will be led forth by Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran. Nawaas ibn Sam'an, he said, ثُمَّ ضَرَبَ ثَلَاثَ أَمْثِلَةِ مَا زِلْتُ أَوْ مَا نَسِيتُ هُنَّ بَعْدِ I have not forgotten these three examples of the similitude of the Prophet ﷺ. He gave concerning Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, كَأَنَّهُمَا On that day, يوم القيامة كَأَنَّهُمَا غَمَامَتَان On that day, there will be like two clouds. أَوْ كَأَنَّهُمَا On that day, there will be like ظُلَّتَان سَوْدَوَان There will be like two black shades. أَوْ كَأَنَّهُمَا Firqan, on that day, there will be like Firqan, two groups of birds in two rows, Safain, in two rows, shading the people, Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Tuhajjan an sahibihima, that will argue and fight and defend the people of the Qur'an. Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran. They will come and shade Yawm Al-Qiyamah. And what is the significance of the shade Yawm Al-Qiyamah? What is the significance of the shade Yawm Al-Qiyamah? Because Yawm Al-Qiyamah, there is no trees, there's no building, there's nowhere for anyone to shade themselves. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَوْمَ تُبَدَّلُ الْأَرْضِ غَيْرَ الْأَرْضِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ The earth will be exchanged for a new earth. And the heavens for another heavens. No one have anywhere to be shaded. But Surah Baqarah and Surah Al-Imran, they will shade the people, their people, يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ And they will argue on their behalf, يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ In another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, تَعَلَّمُ سُورَةَ الْبَقَرَ Learn Surah Al-Baqarah. فَإِنَّ أَخْذَهَا بَرَكَةً وَتَرُكُهَا حَسْرَةً Learn Surah Al-Baqarah. For learning it is barakah, is blessing. And ignoring it and abandoning Surah Al-Baqarah is a cause of sorrow. So the Prophet ﷺ went on to say, وَلَا يَسْتَطِيعُهَا Nobody is able to learn Baqarah من البطلة from the people of sorcery and the magicians. So learn Surah Al-Baqarah. Then the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the rawi of the hadith, Burayda, he said the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, thumma sakata, and then he kept quiet, and then he repeated, he said, ta'allamu Surah Al-Baqarah wa Ali Imran. Learn Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Ali Imran. 
For verily, these two will come yawm al-qiyamah as two clouds, two dark shades and two dark shades, yawm al-qiyamah. From the excellence of this surah, Surah Al-Baqarah, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا تجعلوا بيوتكم مقابر إن الشيطان ينفر من البيت الذي تقرأ فيه Surah Al-Baqarah. Do not make your house become like graveyards. Meaning, remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in your homes. For shaitan, he flees from any household in which Surah Al-Baqarah is recited. And that's why you find some people, when they get home sometimes, and they find, subhanAllah, for no reason at all, their family, be it their wife or whatever, is in a bad mood. She just snapping for no reason. Immediately, they take out Surah Al-Baqarah and start to read Surah Al-Baqarah. And the mood in the house, the feeling in the house, it changes. So Surah Al-Baqarah is something we should recite constantly in our house. And it's not difficult to memorize Surah Al-Baqarah by Ibn Allah Ta'ala. As Allah Ta'ala said, وَلَقَدْ يَسْرَنَّ الْقُرْآنَ لِلْذِكْرِ فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرِ That we've made the Qur'an easy to remember. Is there anybody that wishes to remember? But at the very least, try to read or memorize the last two ayahs of Surah Al-Baqarah. Which starts with Amana Rasul Bima Unzila Ilehi Mirabihi wal Mu'minun. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, Iqrahu Atain Ayatain Alatain Fi Akhiri Surat al Baqarah. Read these two Hatain Ayatain Alatain that in the end of Surah Al Baqarah. Fa'inaha min tahtil arsh. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it took out these two ayah from under his throne. The last two ayah of Surah Al Baqarah. Allah Ta'ala akhrajaha Allah took it out from under his arsh and this is the important aqeedah anybody who studies aqeedah, creed and belief will know the importance of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the greatness of the arsh of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the arsh, shay'un azim that you could not even imagine because when you compare the kursi which is the footstool of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about the kursi? wasi'a Kursiyuhu samawati wal ard. The kursi, it fills the vastness of the heavens and the earth. And what is the example of the kursi to the example of the seven heavens and the seven earth? What's the example of the similitude? A ring in the desert. And the kursi compared to the arsh is that what? That ring in the desert. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this last two ayah of Surah to Baqarah took it from under Arsh. I remember once, this was about 17 years ago. I was traveling. No problem. I remember about 17 or 18 years ago, I was traveling to Nigeria. And as we know, traditionally, people have the traditional way of Islam. And some of it is correct, some of it is not correct. So for example, for Barakah, people say Fatiha. For Barakah, they'll say, by the grace of. What's the grace of in Yoruba? By the grace of So I remember I was traveling to Nigeria, I was on the plane, 18 years ago. This is the first time I met Brother Suleiman, or second time in Nigeria. And SubhanAllah, was about to land. And Nigeria, if you ever watch a documentary called Lagos Airport, you know the Ahwal, the situation of Nigerian airports. We were to land, and the weather was very bad. Severe weather. 
was above Lagos circulating for maybe 30 to 45 minutes. We couldn't land. No communication between the pilot and air traffic control. So we're just in the air like this. People screaming, people shouting, people praying. And some people causing more panic. I remember there was a man on the plane saying, you know these Nigerians, they carry a lot of luggage, the, the fuel is going to run out, we're going to die. And I remember, alhamdulillah, we landed safely. You know, and one of the first people I came across was a Muslim woman. She said, alhamdulillah, you know, I had no fear whatsoever. You know, because of Aman al-Rasul, subhanallah. This was just an ordinary woman who had what you not even say hijab al shari'i. She said to me, how could you ever be scared? And she said to me in Yoruba, as long as Aman al-Rasul is there. The last two ayah of Surah Al-Baqarah. So these are the fada'il or some of the excellence of Surah Al-Baqarah. As for the mawdu' the topic of the surah, usually when we look at the mawdu' of a surah, they're never this large in size. Surah Al-Baqarah is large in size. The longest surah, Jayid. So the mawdu' of the surah, sahibu, the author of the book Ma'arij Atafakkur wa Daqa'ik Atadabbur. It said Surah Al-Baqarah could be divided into five basic categories. Five basic categories. And these branches or these categories, they have subcategories. They connect one to the other. But we're not going to go into the subcategories because the subcategories or the lessons go into about 47. So we're going to go into the five main parts of Surah Al-Baqarah. The five main parts of Surah Al-Baqarah, he mentions, he said the first part of Surah Al-Baqarah is this. That Al-Far'u Al-Awwal of Surah Al-Baqarah is Al-Qur'an Al-Majid. The glorious Qur'an Al-Mu'jaz. That is a miracle from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala wa Hidayatihi. And it's a what? It's a form of guidance. So when we look at the biggest Surah Al-Baqarah, that this book there's no doubt and the Quran or the first part of it the first branch explains the hand the condition of mushakkikun those who doubt in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and abstain from the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-far'u'thani the second category of these ayahs or mudu' the second topic baqarah daraba amthila Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in surah baqarah strikes similitude from history concerning the light of this life of this world. So Surah Al-Baqarah, the topic is about imtihan, test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning the people's stance or the jinn stance concerning the orders of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the prohibitions of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So it starts with what? The orders and prohibition test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning al-awamil nawahi. So it begins with the story of who? Iblis. And the test and the order from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to what? To Iblis. And then the story of who? Adam alayhi salam. Imtihan. And then he goes on and give example of people's umam, banu Israel. So in Surah Al-Baqarah, you find a lot of ya bani Israel. Ya bani Israel. And warning to this ummah not to follow the example of Bani Israel. Al-Far'u al-Thalith, the second topic matter in Surah Al-Baqarah. Al-Mu'minun al-Muttaqun, the believers, those who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this comes in the beginning of what Surah Al-Baqarah? Huda lil man 
للمتقين for those who are muttaqeen who fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and what is the attributes alladheena yu'minuna what they believe in in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wal yawm al akhir and the last day the fourth topic matter is al kafirun ghayr mustajibin is the disbelievers who do not answer the call of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that have reached a level of no hope in surah al baqarah and where is this ayah إِنَّ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا سَوَاءٌ عَلَيْهِمْ أَأَنذَرْتَهُمْ أَمْ لَمْ تُنذِرُهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ Those who disbelieve, it is the same for them. Whether you warn them or you do not warn them, they will never ever believe. خَتَمَ اللَّهُ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ Allah sealed their hearts. And those who are disbelievers but they still hope to get them into Iman. And the fifth Subject matter is Al-Munafiqoon The Munafiqoon, the hypocrites Because prior to Medina There was not issues with the Munafiqoon The issue of Nifaq, it began where? In Medina In Medina So anytime you find surah that talks about the Munafiqoon They're usually surah of where? Medina because the Amr of the Munafiqun very, very dangerous. When it comes to the believers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described them in how many ayat? Five. Muflihun. The end of the ayah. Begin Surah Al-Baqarah. When it comes to the Kuffar, the non-believers, Allah described them in an ayah? Two. When it comes to the Munafiqun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described them in an ayah? Fourteen ayat. I mean, thirteen or fourteen? Thirteen ayat. Thirteen ayat. Because these people, they make Iman apparent while they hide Kufr. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَقُولُ آمَنَّ بِاللَّهِ وَبِالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ مَا هُمْ بِمُؤْمِنِينَ From mankind also will believe in Allah in the last day and they're not believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, due to the dangers, the danger of the munafiqoon, Allah ta'ala said that a complete surah, surah al-munafiqoon. Surah al-munafiqoon. Because they're not easy to tell. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says about the munafiqoon When you see them تُعْجِبُكَ أَجْسَامُهُمْ The outward appearance will impress you وَإِنْ يَقُولُ تَسْمَعْ لِقَوْلِهِمْ So sweet to their word So eloquent that when they speak You listen to that which they say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says هُمُ الْعَدُوُ فَحْذَرْهُمْ They are not aduwun They're not an enemy But Allah ta'ala says هُمُ الْعَدُوُ What's the difference between Aduwun and Al-Adu? Aduwun is, they are an enemy. Al-Aduwu, they what? They are the enemy. Is though as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, you have no other enemy but them, the munafiqun. Humul Aduwu, they are the enemy. And that's why I find a lot of ayat al-Madaniyya, it deals with the munafiqun, wa jihad, fighting against the munafiqun. Wa jihad against the munafiqun is what? Bil-lisan. With the tongue, with proof and argument and evidences. Because the munafiqoon, there are people that come with proof and evidence and doubts. And that's why they were very close to the who? The people of the book, the Yahud in Medina. Just in the same way today, Islam and the Muslim Ummah has never been defeated except through who? The munafiqoon and those who take on the aqeedah of the Yahud from the Muslim sects. The munafiqoon. So therefore, it's important to defeat them with knowledge and with delil. And this shows the importance of knowledge. 
And that's how Muhammad Abdul Wahab, rahimahullahu ta'ala, from his mashaykh, and from a point of benefit, he was with his sheikh, and his sheikh said to him, Ta'al, urika silahan jahaztuhu li ahli majma' That come, let me show you some weapons. Weapons of mass destructions. I've prepared for the people of Majma'. So Muhammad Abdul Wahab, rahimahullah ta'ala, entered. And when he entered, it was a library full of books of the people of knowledge. Importance of ilm. Tayyib. So this is the last mawdu'a, suratu al-Baqarah. And like we said, when it comes to the suwar, we're going to go through those who have asbab al-nuzul, a cause or reason of what? Revelation behind it. We're not going to go through the whole of Surah Al-Baqarah, but rather those who have Sabab Al-Nuzul. So the first ayah, Bisabib Al-Nuzul, that has a cause of revelation Surah Al-Baqarah, is the saying of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala in Surah Al-Baqarah in verse 79. The saying of Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala, فَوَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ يَكْتُبُونَ الْكِتَابَ بِأَيْدِيهِمْ ثُمَّ يَقُولُونَ هَذَا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ لَيَشْتَرُوا بِهِ ثَمَنًا قَلِيلًا فَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا كَتَبَتْ أَيْدِيهِمْ وَوَيْلٌ لَهُمْ مِمَّا يَكْسُبُونَ Woe unto those who write the books with their hands. Sheikh Muqbil, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his book, As-Sahih al-Musnad, min asbab al-Nuzul. That which is been authentically reported concerning sabab al-Nuzul, it said, Nuzilat fi ahli al-Kitab. This was sent down concerning the people of the book. Who write the book, بِأَيْدِيهِمْ ثُمَّ يَقُولُونَ And then they say, هَذَا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ This from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Woe unto these people. نُزِلَتْ فِي أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ And this is one of the ways you know Surah Al-Madaniyyah. Because this is one of their first interaction with who? The people of the book. The second one after this to come down was, I'm going to quote the durus of this after. From the had sabab al-nuzul is the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ كِتَابٌ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَهُمْ وَكَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلٍ يَسْتَفْتِحُونَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ مَا عَرَفُوا كَفَرُوا بِهِ فَلَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْكَافِرِينَ Is verse number 89 where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ كِتَابٌ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ When a book came to them, the Ahlul Kitab from the Jews مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Not only is it from Allah, so they do not doubt مُصَدِّقٌ لِمَا مَعَهُمْ That only testified and confirms that which they had with them. وَكَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلٍ And before this book came to them, يَسْتَفْتِحُونَ They used to pray for victories against the disbeliever, the Ahlul Kitab. And then that came to them. فَلَمَّا جَاءَهُمْ مَا عَرَفُوهُ And then when that which they recognized, they knew not that we're ignorant of. The new came to them, kafaru bih, they disbelieve in it. فَلَعْنَةُ al الْكَافِرِينَ And what is that that came to them, that they knew and they recognized? La. What came to them that they really recognized? We're going to look at, and we've done the tafsir of this ayah before. What is it that came to them? We don't, huh? Jazakallah khairan. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, because in the tafsir, we don't pray with this ayah, was sabab al-nuzul. The reason Allah Ta'ala revealed this ayah is that Ibn Ishaq, he mentioned hadith. That the Ansar, they say, إِنَّمَا دَعَانَ إِلَى الْإِسْلَامَ عَلْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ وَهُدَاءَ لَنَا لِمَا كُنَّا نَسْمَعْ مِنْ رِجَاهِ الْيَهُودِ 
that when the Ansar, they came to give the bay'ah to the Prophet one of the things that brought them to Islam, other than the mercy and the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is what, what they used to hear from the Yahud. He said, كُنَّ أَهْلُ الشِّرْكُ وَأَصْحَابُ الْأَوْثَانِ We're people of shirk and idolatry. وَكَانُوا أَهْلُ الْكِتَابِ عِنْدَهُمْ عِنْ لَيْسَ لَنَا And the people of the book, meaning the Yahud, they had knowledge which did not have. وَكَانَتْ لَا تَزَالْ بَيْنَنَا وَبَيْنَهُمْ شُرُوهُ فَإِذَا نِلْنَ مِنْهُمْ بَعْضَ مَا يَكْرَهُمْ قَالُوا لَنَا And when we used to do things to them that they used to hate, and we used to avenge and torture them and punish them and oppress them, he said that the people of the book, the Jews used to say, إِنَّهُ قَدْ تَقَارَبَ زَمَانُ النَّبِيِّ يُبْعَثَ الْآنِ نَقْتُلُكُمْ مَعَكُمْ قَتْلَ عَادٍ وَإِرْنٍ That they used to say to the mushrikeen of Medina, that do not worry. You see, you're doing this to us now, the people of the book. The time has now come near for the raising of a prophet. That this prophet, when he comes, we're going to fight you and we're going to destroy you as Allah Ta'ala destroyed the Ad. And when that came to them, kafaru bihi. Even though they knew him to the extent Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya'rifunahu kama ya'rifuna abna'ahum. They know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kama ya'rifuna abna'ahum. The same way they know their own children. To this level. So this is the second ayah to be revealed to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that had a sabab al-nuzul. A cause of revelation. The next one after this is ayah number 97 in Surah Al-Baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says مَنْ كَانَ عَدُوًّا لِجِبْرِي فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلُهُ عَلَى قَلْبِكَ بِإِذْنِ اللَّهِ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ وَهُدًا وَبُشْرًا لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ Whoever is an enemy to Jibreel فَإِنَّهُ نَزَّلَهُ عَلَى قَلْبِكَ He's the one that sent it down upon your heart by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Affirming that which is in front of him. Wahuda and guidance. Wabushra lil mu'mineen. A guidance and a glad tidings to the believers. Imam Ahmed rahimahullah ta'ala says, Sabah bin Nuzul hadhi al-ayah from the seerah is that the Yahud went to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and they say, Ya Abu al-Qasim, inna nas'aluka an khamsati ashia'a. Fa'in anba'tana bihinna arafna annaka nabiyyun wattaba'naak. We're going to ask you about five things only. If you can inform us of these five things, we will follow you. We will know that you're a prophet and we should follow you. So the Prophet ﷺ took from them a, a mithaq, a covenant. The same mithaq Israel it took from his children. He said, and they said to the Prophet, Wallahu alama naqul wakil. Allah is a wakil over that which we say. Jayid, qal hatu. Bring your question. So they said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, أَخْبِرْنَا عَنْ عَلَامَةِ النَّبِيِّ This Prophet that's supposed to come, tell us about his sign. He said, تَنَامُ عَيْنَا وَلَا يَنَامُ قَلْبُهُ His eyes will sleep, but his heart never sleeps. The Yahud, they said, أَخْبِرْنَا كَيْفَ Tell us, how is it when a woman conceives? It's a male or a female child. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, يَلْتَقِ الْمَاءً The two water, the water of the man and the water of the woman, they meet. فَإِذَا عَلَى مَاءُ الرَّجُلُ عَمَاءَ الْمَرْأَةِ If the water of the man is above that the water of the woman, it is a what? Male child. And if it's the other way around, the water of the woman goes on top of the water of the man, it's a what? A female child. 
They said, tell us that which Israel haram ala nafsi, which he made haram upon himself. The Prophet sallallahu answered, luhum, the meat of the camel and the milk of the camel. After that, they said to the Prophet sallallahu akhbirna ma hadha ra'd. Tell us, what is this a ra'd? What's ra'd? The thunder, the strike. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The ra'd is an angel from the angels of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala muwakkal bis sahab. That's in charge of moving the sahab, the cloud. Biyadihi, aw fiyadihi, mikhraq. In his hand is something which is like a sword. That minnari, from fire, that he pushes with it as sahab, the cloud. Yasuquhu haytha amarallah. He pushes wherever Allah Ta'ala, he wills. Qalu fama hadha sawt alladhi yusma' And what about this noise? That is heard. This is his, his noise. The noise which he, he makes. Who makes this noise? Huh? Huh? The angel. And that's why when you hear the thunder for the young children here, for my students at the back there, Shiyukh Al Qadim, the next generation Shiyukh, inshaAllah Ta'ala. What is the dua you make when you hear a thunder strike? Huh? This is content of thunder. Yeah, Abdullah. Tayyib. Or the dhikr you make. Yeah, Abdurrahman. Tayyib. So, both of you are only because of people's children. Subhanallah, you said, Bihu, a rad. One of the things the rad does is what? Glorifies Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You said, Bihu, rad. Bihamdihi, by the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wal malaika. Min khifatihi. Min khifatihi. Tayyib. This is the dua of a ra'd when you hear the thunder. Tayyib. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is ayah number 97. 97. So the Yahud, they continue to ask the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They say, فَأَخْبِرْنَا مَنْ صَاحِبُكَ Tell us, who is your companion? Who is your guardian? قال, that comes to you with news. Because there is not a Prophet. إِلَّا وَلَهُ مَلَكٍ there's not a prophet, he says a malak, yatihi bil khabar. That brings news to him. So who is the one? They said, the Prophet said, Jibreel alayhi salam. It is Jibreel. So the Yahud said to him, before this question, if you answer this fifth question, khalas, we're going to follow you. When the Prophet sallallahu said, Jibreel, they said, Jibreel, yanzilu bil harb. Jibreel, the one that comes down with harb, with war. Wal qital, and killing. Wal adab. And punishment, aduuna, is our enemy. Lo kulta mikail. If you said mikail, one that comes out with mercy, when nabat and plantation and water, lakan. This would have been the correct answer. That's why Allah Subhanahu wa Taala with the ayah, man kana aduuna li Jibril. Whoever is an enemy to Jibril, fa innahu nazzalhu ala qalbika bi idnillah. Is the one that brought this Quran down upon your heart by the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Musaddiqan lima bayna yadayhi wa hudan wa bushra lil mu'mineen. And if they have no excuse to say Mika'il, they love. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Man kana aduwan lillah. Whoever is an enemy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, you cannot be an ally to Allah and be an enemy to Jibreel. Man kana aduwan lillah. Whoever is an enemy to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wa malaikatihi and his angels. 
wa rusulihi and his messenger wa mikail wa jibril fa inna allah aduwun lil kafirin allah is an enemy to the kafirin in the same way you cannot deny one prophet and you say you believe in one of the prophets and what is the proof of this that if you be disbelieve in one prophet you disbelieve in all the prophets what is the proof of this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said kadhdhaba qawm nuh al mursalin the people of Nuh, they, dis- they denied all the messengers. How did they deny the messengers? Who was the first messenger to mankind? Nuh. So how did they deny the other messengers? How did they deny the other messengers? By denying Nuh. Whoever denies Nuh has dis- denied all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whether the enemy to Jibreel and the Yahud, they also enemy to Mika'i, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and all the messengers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're going to see later on the dangers. And we're going to go through this seerah. The attributes of Aqidah al yahudiyah Jewish creed and belief. This is important Aqidah. There are people that adopted this Aqidah later on, as a Shia, you see in some of their practices. So, for example, when we give salam in the Salah, Taslim, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah, you have some sects or group of the Shia, if you watch them praying, other than the stone they put on the floor, they do this. At that moment, they are cursing Jibreel. Because amongst the Shia, those that say the Quran should be given to Ali and not the Prophet. And this aqidah of cursing Jibreel is from who? Al Yahud, the Jews. As from the surah, or the durus from this surah, the lessons from this surah. Inshallah, we stop here. There are three lessons from this surah, but the brothers, they look tired. This is the first day. Or if you want me to continue, I could continue. We could do the lessons from the surah, and then we we'll go back to the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu and look at this aqidah al-Yahudiyah, this Jewish trait, trace of al-hasad, trace of jealousy. Yes? Trace of what? Jealousy. Which is jealousy is an issue of aqidah, yes or no? It's an issue of aqidah, issue of belief, jealousy. Because a jealous person... He thinks Allah should have given me and not him. He doubts the justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the Yahud, that jealousy took them to what level? وَدَّ كَثِيرٌ مِّنْ أَهْلِ الْكِتَابِ لَوْ يَرُدُّونَكُمْ مِّنْ بَعْدِ إِيمَانِكُمْ كُفَّارًا Many people of the book, they wish you could make you go back to kuffar. After Iman, why? حَسَدًا مِّنْ عِنْدِ أَنفُسِهِمْ Out of jealousy in their hearts. These traits, or Jewish traits, they're present in some aspect of some people in the Ummah. And that's why Uthameen, rahimahullah ta'ala, when it comes to the saying of Allah Azza wa Jal, غَيْرُ الْمَغْضُوبِ عَلَيْهِمْ Those who Allah's anger is upon. What's the tafsir? What's the, what those Allah's anger is upon? Ya Abdullah. In Surah Al-Fatiha. Who are they? Abdullah. Abdurrahman, sahibuhu. Who are they? Ya Abdurrahman. Those when Allah Ta'ala said alayhim, those whose anger is upon. What group of people is this concerning? Naam. Jazakallah khairan ya Musa. The Jews. Jazakallah khairan. Uthaymi rahimullah ta'ala. He said, Magdub alayhim al Yahud wa man tabi'ahum. And whoever follows the Jews. So many of the time, Jews, no, whatever follows their attributes, Jayid, 
and the attributes of them as the ulama they say that man fasada min ulama'ina whoever goes astray from those who know from the scholars fihi shabahun min al-yahud he has a trait of the Jews those who know but they don't act upon their knowledge waddalin an-nasara those who act but they do not they do not know or whoever follows them and that's why the ulama say man fasada min ubadina those who are devoted to the worship of Allah that go astray they have similarity to the who the Christians, because they act without knowledge. So this surah, Al-Madaniyyah, we're going to go through a lot in inshallah ta'ala, and it shows the importance of knowledge. Because the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, other than the excellences that's been mentioned in Surah Al-Baqarah, about Surah Al-Baqarah, the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, when it comes to Hufad, they had a different understanding to the one a'lamu bi kitabillah, the one who understands the book of Allah most. Nowadays, the one that's memorized the most. Jayid, as we understood. The Sahaba, when it comes to leading the salah, when they say a'lamuhum bi kitabillah, the most knowledgeable concern the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is not the one that's done what? That's memorized the most. The one that does what? Understood the most. The Sahaba took them 10 years, some of them, to memorize Surah Al-Baqarah. 10 years, why? They'll act upon it, know its meaning, the rules and regulations. So they used to say to the Sahaba, whoever's memorized Surah Al-Baqarah and Surah Ali Imran, I think, or Nisa, or one of those, two of them at least, or three, is from the Fuqaha, the people of Fiqh of the Sahaba. You have those three, lots of ahkam in there. So when it comes to leading the Salah, in their understanding, it's not the one that's memorized the most, but the one that understands the most because of rules and regulation. For example, you have a hafiz there, a boy, maybe he's 10 years old as a hafiz, he's a salah. Jayid, and you have somebody else who's memorized Baqarah, Ali Imran, but he's a faqih, he understands the deen. Jayid, so the 10-year-old boy is leading the salah. Something happens in salah, for example. He breaks his wudu, a 10-year-old boy, and he's leading everybody in salah. He doesn't necessarily have the understanding to know what to do. He makes a mistake in salah. Sujood al-Sahu. Is it before? Is it after? What do I do? Is there Sujood al-Sahu? He says something wrong? He can't. So the one that leads Salah is responsible for the Salah of who? The other people. So the issue of al-Imama, leadership of leading Salah, is not just simply what? Remember, understand the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Subhanakallah bihamdika shadwan la ila anta astaghfirullah. Any questions, inshallah? Naam.